Hello, all, and welcome to Wake Up With Marcy, a show of hope and inspiration. Tomorrow is Father's Day, and I want to wish all of the dads out there a very happy Father's Day. Being a dad is a big job. I love the quote, any man can be a father, but it takes someone special to be a dad. To all dads out there, you are special and are making a huge impact on your children. Make tomorrow special because you deserve it. I also want to encourage you guys to check out my memoir, Chaos to Clarity, Seeing the Signs and Breaking the Cycles, ranked number one new release in the 12-step genre on Amazon. You do not have to do this thing called life alone. We all deserve to live a life of happiness. I know it is possible and I share with you how. Now let's hear about my incredible guest. We first hear a very moving story of one boy's life in foster care and how he is now helping children in the foster care system. Rob Shear, founder and CEO of Comfort Cases, shares his story and what you can do to help foster care children. We then get entertained with actor Zurin Villanueva, who plays Imani in the Netflix sequel, Murder Mystery 2, alongside Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston, and she also plays Tina Turner in Tina, the Tina Turner Musical. Lastly, we learn about empowering young girls with a nonprofit after-school program called Wonder Girls with co-founders Natalie Maniscalco and Irene Zervudis. Self-confidence is hard at any age, and they have made it their missions to empower middle school and high school girls to find their voice, build on leadership and self-confidence. Now let's hear about these empowering guests and move towards a life of happiness. Joining me now is Rob Shear, the founder and CEO of Comfort Cases. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Marcy, for having me. Rob, it's great to have you. And I would love to hear about your organization, Comfort Cases, and why it was so important for you to start this organization. Wow. You know, it happened 10 years ago. um, And it happened because of these five amazing humans that hang on my wall. And they are my children. My children arrive from the foster care system. As we see roughly about 700 children a day arrive into our system. And the saddest part is, is that these kids arrive because of a choice that someone else made. And then we actually hand them a trash bag. And it just blew my mind. When my babies arrived and all of them had trash bags, they didn't have pajamas, they didn't have a baby's blanket. And then it made me think about in 1979 when I actually walked up my very first driveway carrying a trash bag, just like Mm. so many other kids. Mm -hmm. You know, I really didn't think much about that, Marcy, um, until I turned 18 in 1985. And when that happened, I literally became homeless. Mm. See, Today, we will have roughly 30,000 children who will age out of foster care in this year. And the saddest part is 70% of those kids will literally become homeless just like me. But for me, I decided to do something different. I joined the United States Navy. I became a very successful businessman. But when my children arrived, I realized that as a leader, it was important that I led by example. So we started an organization called Comfort Cases, where we give every child who enters foster care a brand new backpack with new pajamas that every child gets their own 
hygiene kit and their own book and their own stuffy and blankie. You know, when yeah. we started this organization, I never thought that we would be where we are today, where we have delivered over 200,000 comfort cases to all 50 states, D.C. and Puerto Rico. Wow. Share with us about the black trash bag and and what is happening with that. I've not, I've not really heard about that or familiar with that. Well, you know, if you ask a child in foster care, they call it their Gucci bag. Um, and that's the sad part, because what happens is children are taken out of homes for any various reasons, mm-hmm. and they literally are handed a trash bag. They're mostly given a couple of minutes to grab some of their personal items, and then off to a foster home they will go. And what I... Th- find is so strange is the fact that these kids actually go from home to home to home. You know, I have a child who I know who's been in 11 houses and mm-hmm. nobody bothered to give this child a piece of luggage. Instead, we continue to give them trash bags. Yeah. And just understanding the fact that we all know that trash bags were actually made for one reason, and that was to put trash in it, not children's clothing. Mm. Boy, that that really hits home right there. So, Let me ask you, I know you came from foster care and you had a very difficult upbringing. And I realize that that is why you now are making a difference for others in foster care. But one of the things that I'm hearing, these children moving from home to home, and and even you bringing in five children, how amazing. But what is happening on the mental health side, like for you and and for these children, and how can we get involved to help them? Yeah, what a great question, by the way. And I'm going to tell you something. You know, when children enter the system, the trauma begins right then and there. Mm -hmm. And most of us know the trauma had already started prior to that. You know, we're not addressing the mental health that these children need. You know, fortunately for me, I love my therapist. I see him every single week. And I also make sure my children have that opportunity. But what we have to start doing as a community is we have to start making sure that these children are taken care of. Because Marcy, the sad part is, is the statistics show Show us that the majority of kids in our prison system today were mm. actually in foster care. Mm. We're in foster care. Yeah. So we're not addressing the mental issues that we need to be talking about every single day when it comes to kids in foster care. Because by the way, if we do not take care of them today, we're going to take care of them tomorrow because we continue to keep building more and more prisons. Yes, absolutely. And and if somebody wants to get involved with comfort cases, what can they do? Where can we go? Uh, because it, it, it's going to take the masses to really make a difference, right? And we can do that one person at a time. So how can we do that? Better believe it. Better believe it. First of all, you know, go to comfortcases.org and find out how you can be involved. Be a bag buster. I mean, literally for $10 a month, I am able to eliminate a trash bag out of a child's hands. Mm-hmm. You know, we we spend more of that than the over price coffee shop that we all go to, you know, so just 10 bucks a month. But then at the same time, think about being a mentor. Think about looking in within your community where there's foster care agencies, where there's, you know, group homes and think about maybe being a mentor. You know, you talked about the mental health part of it. You know, I think that if these kids would know that they are loved and that they are wanted and that they matter and they're not disposable, it could truly help us on that mental healing road Mm -hmm. that we need to be on so quickly. 
Absolutely. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on Wake Up with Marcy and Rob for all the work that you're doing. It's just incredible. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye, Rob. Bye-bye. Take care. You too. When we come back, we get entertained with actor Zarind Villanueva, who plays Imani in the Netflix sequel Murder Mystery 2 alongside Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. And she plays Tina Turner in Tina, the Tina Turner musical. My next guest stars alongside Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston in the Netflix sequel, Murder Mystery 2, and plays Tina Turner in Tina, the Tina Turner musical. Please welcome Zurin Villanueva to the show. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. So great to have you. You're doing amazing things. And you star as one of the two actresses playing Tina Turner in the musical Tina the Tina Turner musical, which is currently touring, right? You guys are on the West Coast now. Yes, we're in Los Angeles at the Pantages through July. Then we get to, you know, San Francisco, Costa Mesa, San Diego, all over, all over California. Fantastic. I wish you were here still in New York because I want to see you so bad. But tell us, what, (laughs) what is it like playing the Queen of Rock? It is... Electric. It's electric. It's insane. It's really like you have out-of-body experiences constantly. Um, I'm always amazed on how amazing her fans are. And it's like we're borrowing them. It's like we get to borrow them for a while. Mm -hmm. And they rush the stage and they scream as if we are Tina. And it's like, y'all know I'm not Tina. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, no, 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 no. You sound like Tina. But that means you're doing your job well. That I mean... So tell me, what what did you do to, like, get yourself to this place? And, and learning her songs, and like you said, people are saying you sound like her. So what was it like preparing yourself for this? Oh, it was a layer up. First, you know, you do all the YouTube, you watch all the concerts, you listen to every single cut you can find, mm-hmm. especially the live cuts. We love the live cuts. Those are the best yeah. Ones. Yeah. Um, and you start, you know, you do it like anything else. You you practice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also got a rock coach to like, you know, find that different area of my voice, being able to do the grit without hurting yourself. And you just you just run it like you yeah. run anything else, you know. Incredible. And let's not forget about the Netflix sequel Murder Mystery Two. How great is that? I recently watched it. It's actually uh, fantastic. And what was it like working with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston? It was really fun. It was also very calm. I thought I was surprised on how calm the entire process was. It was just like, it's not a big deal, guys. We're making a movie. Chill out. I love it. I love that. <laughs> um, which is, you know, coming from high, strong New York Broadway, we are not calm. We're right. not calm at all over here. <laughs> so it was a really, really nice change of pace. Um but That's, it was it was really it was really gentle and really encouraging and really open. It was really nice. That's great. And so tell us a little bit about the film and your role. Well, this is the second installment. We follow again Nick and Audrey Spitz, the 
cute married couple from New York, of course. Uh-huh. Um, and they um, are trying to get their detective agency off the ground. They're not doing so well. But then their very rich friend is getting married and it's like, yeah, come out. So they like, yes, free vacation. But then their friend, the groom, disappears. Oh. And so now they've gotten another shot to prove their skills in the mystery <laughs> song. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and, and um, I, play, I play one of um, one of the suspects, of course. I am the assistant to the countess, played by Jodie Turner-Smith. Um, so I'm like her her double, just trying to desperately be like her. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can get some cash in the process. <laughs> you, did, you did a great job. You did a great job. It was really, I mean, such a fun movie. And and I also wanted to ask you, like, there's so many people, young and old, with the aspirations of acting. And, like, what is the most challenging part? And how can you inspire those out there that want this dream? Oh, well, the most challenging part, well, it changes from day to day. Of course, the rejection is high. Mm -hmm. Um, Riding the wave of, you know, I'm doing well, I'm not doing well, you know, going forward, going back, anything can happen. So I guess being used to change and being able to adapt quickly Mm -hmm. to change um, definitely helps developing that skill. And I would say all you have to do is stay in it. Yeah. All you have to do is keep going. All you have to do is last. Yeah. Because a lot of people will just stop doing it. And so they count themselves out. Um, but if you keep at it and you just, you know, use whatever it is at your disposal in wherever you are with whatever amount of money or resources you have, you start where you stand. Mm. If all you have is a room, then you practice in that room. If all you have is a camera, then you shoot whatever it is you have to shoot, you know? Um, and the rest will come to you right. as opposed to you constantly chasing it. Yeah. I um, love that you said that. Don't give up, right? And and don't take it personally if you don't get the part. Yeah. That was a hard one for me to get. <laughs> it's hard. I, I take it personally still to this day. But what I do is I get my day. I get my day to have my emotions, to cry, to eat my ice cream, whatever I need to do. And uh-huh. then get back up and keep going. I love it. I love it, Zurin. Thank you so much for coming on the show and continued success. And I'm going to get myself to that West Coast and see the show. I I would love to see it, and especially with you in it. So thank you for coming on, Zurin. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. After the break, we hear about an incredible program helping our young girls in middle school and high school build on self-confidence and leadership. We will now hear about Wonder Girls, a nonprofit empowerment program in New Jersey and New York for middle and high school girls that focuses on building confidence, leadership, community, and business skills. Joining me now are the founders of Wonder Girls, Irene Zervudis and Natalie Maniscalco. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you for Thank having you. us. So great to have you guys, and what you're doing is amazing. So can you share with us about Wonder Girls and its mission? 
Absolutely. So Wonder Girls, as you mentioned, is an after-school program. We're also a nonprofit, 501c3, uh, focusing on building confidence and leadership skills, as well as professional development skills for middle and high school girls. We also work with college girls, too, that act as mentors. And uh, we're in six different schools right now. Coming September, we'll be in 10. We have uh, over 300 girls enrolled. We uh, also provide about 13 scholarships for the year. And we just keep developing and growing our mission as well as our reach um, with being able to work with so many wonderful girls. I know you guys started this at the beginning of COVID. Why was it important for you guys to do this? I think for for multiple reasons. Um, I, for one, uh, I have three daughters and I really saw a lot of the effects of COVID firsthand on my own three teenage daughters. Um, But also listening to older or adult women talk about all of their struggles, really that's kind of what catapulted Natalie and I to get into this. Um, yes, it was during COVID, but we had also been part of a female entrepreneur group and, um, we helped, it was, it was like a mastermind female entrepreneur group that would get together once a month. And we started to recognize that we need to start implementing a lot of these skills from when girls are, you know, younger adolescents. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really what triggered us. And during COVID, we kind of had a little more time, I think, to focus on it. And we just did it. We pulled the trigger and we did it. We started. Yeah, it's really incredible. And I have a junior in high school and, you know, she just wrote her college essay and it was about how difficult it was going through middle school and and now high school and socially and what the expectations are and how she's finally found confidence in herself. So tell us how the program is helping to build on confidence, leadership, and even business school uh, skills. Well, we take girls through a series of workshops um, and also community service days. So half of the workshops are geared towards self-development. And uh, we always start with, with, with the confidence because we feel that confidence, when you do have confidence, you can conquer the world. Um, so we really teach the girls how to instill that mindset, the positivity. Um, and also what we do is we bring in women from all different industries and backgrounds that help to lead and empower these young girls to have a different belief in them, in themselves in a, in a very positive way. And then through our community service days, we're giving them the opportunity to gain hands-on experience so that they can also instill a sell, a sense of uh, self-esteem, confidence as well, knowing that they are really trying to help other people in their community. Yeah, I think it, it really does build on self-esteem when you're making a difference. Absolutely. Talk a little bit more about building on a community within the program and the partnerships with nonprofit organizations. So the way we do it is we team up with multiple nonprofits within Bergen and Rockland counties. And that's like Natalie said, we do that once a month. And the amazing part of all of it is 
some of the girls that we're working with in the schools are actually some of the recipients of food through, let's say, people-to-people food pantry or, you know, receiving clothes from a uh, another charity organization, things like that. But we're also exposing them to other organizations within their community that they may not have known about. And then there's the girls that don't have to, you know, that aren't food insecure, that don't need to go to the food pantries, but it's instilling in them a sense of, you know, being of service in their community and connecting with their community. It's, and it does boost their self-esteem. Some of them go in with like kind of their head down. They're a little embarrassed. That's the age though. Like, yeah. you know, seventh grade, eighth grade through even all the way through, through high school, yeah. they, they go in with their head down a little bit and they're like, not sure of what they're supposed to be doing. And then by the end, they're like rocking it. They're yeah. confident <laughs> and they're, they're helping each other. And it's really incredible to see and we've done <clears throat> surveys before and after, and they actually say that they're they're sort of able to walk with their head held higher after doing, you know, a community service day, being of service to their community, whatever it may be. So it's it's pretty awesome to watch. That's what they talk about, right? Getting out of yourself by helping others. And that's right. As an adult, and that's what you're doing, uh, instilling this in these young girls, which is awesome. Can you share with us an inspirational story of one of the girls that's gone through the program? We have so many. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say I, there's quite a few. Yeah, and it's really amazing to to see a girl, you know, at the beginning of our program and then finish it up at the end because there really is such a huge transformation in the way they feel about themselves, the way they carry themselves, the way they speak as well. I mean, we have girls that are so completely shy in the beginning and then all of a sudden, you know, they're they're raising their hands, they're participating more, they're really, you know, taking ownership of, of who they are. Um, but one young lady I, I always love to talk about, um, she was our, actually our, our scholarship recipient last year. She is a senior, she was a senior. She uh, lived in New Jersey and decided to fly down to my uh, to Florida to go to college all on her own without her family. Mm. She walked into our program not knowing what she wanted to do, even saying, I'll never be successful. And she ended that program with so much confidence, so much leadership skills that we gave her the scholarship. And um, she had an amazing year in college. And she just came back to New Jersey uh, for the summer. She has a job and she also is, um, she came to the school to be with the girls and, and, and share her experience in college. Amazing. So we have so many of those types of stories. Yeah. It's, it's really so amazing. how can we apply for, the, you know, these girls or families apply for a scholarship and how can the schools get involved? Well, there's, there's multiple facets to that. So there's the school can sign on for our program from really it's like September through June or October through June. And the seniors who are part of that school are eligible for a scholarship at the end of the year. Then throughout the year, we offer more scholarships at, through our campaigns that we do, like our wellness event, our anti-trafficking campaign, um, in women's during Women's History Month and then at the end of the year as well. So Natalie, can you tell us how the schools can get involved and also how to apply for a scholarship? 
If you go onto our website at wondergirlsusa.org, the schools can sign up to uh, be a part of our program where we bring it into the schools. And for scholarships, we do offer annual scholarships, about four different annual scholarships to girls um, all over New York and New Jersey. They can easily apply on our website and also be a part of our events and campaigns. Um, and schools can easily sign up for the program by just reaching out, contacting us um, so that we can be a part of their school. That's incredible, Natalie. You guys are doing such wonderful work. Thank you for coming on Wake Up With Marcy. And I'm telling you. Thank you, you so much. I yeah, appreciate it. I love what you're doing with Wonder Girls. So thank you again and, and keep on doing the great work you're doing. Thank you. All Take right. Care. Bye-bye. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. What an incredible show. We touched on many ways to heal and move towards happiness today. I want to thank my guest, Rob Shear, founder and CEO of Comfort Cases, supporting children in foster care, co-founders of the nonprofit Wonder Girls, Irene Zervudis and Natalie Maniscalco, and actress Zurin Villanueva. Please check out wakeupwithmarcy.com to see more on these guests and maybe even check their segments out again. Also, you can sign up for my email list. Next week, we have some amazing guests. We first meet Ken Falk, founder of Boulder Crest Foundation, helping veterans, military, and first responders. And lastly, I am joined by my guest co-host, Shelly Stalmeck, and we will learn all about skincare and makeup tips for the summer with makeup artist and founder of Red Queen Cosmetics, Sanella Dilla. Remember to be kind to yourself and kind to others, and I'll see you next weekend.